Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast here, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're listening to Miller Thomas, the always wonderful host of this podcast, current student at the Walter Cronkite School of Journalism at Arizona State University. Only got a couple more months uh, until graduation. Uh, A lot of scary stuff going on with the coronavirus now, but please go check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. For today's show, as always, for segment number one today, we're going to be talking about Stefan Crichton. I hope I say his name correctly. I've been trying to find a pronunciation, so we're we're praying that's how you say his name, but we'll talk about him in segment number one, talk about what he did for the D-backs in 2019 and what he could provide for the team in 2020, and then segment number two today, it's Theme Thursdays, and of course, all the topics and questions that have been flooding my inbox have all been on the same topic, obviously, uh, a lot of commotion going on. A lot of, you know, uncertainty going on with all this coronavirus going on and with all the cancellations of the seasons, suspensions of the seasons and sporting events and just going things being suspended and canceled overall in the world. So we'll talk about what it means for baseball as a whole and what it means for the sports world as a whole, too, in segment number two today. And then we're actually going to have Austin Grad, D-backs insider, to talk about that too, uh, talk about that with as well in segment number two. So you're going to want to stick around for that so you can hear my opinion, hear his opinion on the matters in segment number two after this quick message. If your company is interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked on Diamondbacks is listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you want to reach men in that age range, this is your spot. Plus, our rates are the most reasonable around. Email me at LockedOnDiamondbacks at gmail.com to find out more. Now, for segment number one today, we're going to be talking about Stefan Crichton, relief pitcher for the Arizona Diamondbacks. He was drafted in the 23rd round by the Baltimore, uh, Baltimore Orioles back in the 2013 draft, and he had a pretty interesting uh, path to the majors with the, or pretty interesting path to the D-backs, I should say. He made his debut with the Orioles back in 2017. He was 25 years old, and he didn't have such a good debut season. He only had an 8.03 ERA in that debut season, so he struggled a lot, and he didn't look too well during that debut season. He, he just didn't pitch well, 8.03 ERA, so he just didn't look too good with the team. And then the D-backs actually traded for uh, Stefan back in 2018 he was traded for a hundred thousand dollars so no players were even exchanged in that deal and then when the D-backs acquired Shelby Miller they actually cut Stefan uh, Crichton but then they re-signed him four days later after his release so he had a pretty interesting path to D-backs he he was on the team then he was off the team then he was on the team again he didn't see any work with the team in 2018. They they sent him down to AAA, sent him down to the Reno Aces, and that's where he really made a name for us. Uh, made a name for himself. He really uh, just I guess discovered himself. He really started working on his game, 
working on his pitches, and that's where he really started to reinvent his pitching style. He started with two pitches, a slider, got that to about 92 to 93 miles per hour. Then he added a curveball, that's about 78 to 81 miles per hour. Then he had a third pitch, which was a splitter, with some velocity on it too. So those three pitches really did well for uh, Stefan's arsenal, really made him come back as a different kind of pitcher. So when the D-backs brought him up again in 2019, he looked like a totally different guy. He, he was still a ground ball pitcher. His, his ground ball rate was still 52.5%. But with that new splitter now, he created more of a fly ball pitch. So depending on the game situation, he could do a lot of different things for you. If you needed that double play ground ball, he could use that slider, that curveball to induce that. Or if he needed more of a fly ball to get out the inning. Uh, or if he wanted to you know, possibly throw the guy out at home and he wanted to induce a fly ball, then his splitter was more in... Uh, more useful in that area. So Stefan is a very versatile guy in the D-backs bullpen. His different arsenal pitches allows you to do different things based on the game plan and the game situation. So he's a pretty timely pitcher that can be very, very valuable to use. Especially with these new rules, your pitchers now have to face three batters minimum if they're coming in to be a relief guy. So this could be very valuable in these situations. You never know what those next three batters could be, what those three batters in the lineup uh, can do to you, what kind of damage they can provide, or, or how they look in your lineup. So... Sometimes you need a guy like Stefan who has a different mix of pitches because you don't know what the situation can can be like in a game plus the three batters coming up. There are a lot of different things could be moving. And so when you have a guy like Stefan who has different pitches to get out different scenarios, it's good to have that kind of versatility in the bullpen. And then he was a guy that, that pitched pretty well, too, uh, at the end of games. He was a pretty good pitcher in the ninth inning. He, had, he allowed zero earned runs in the ninth inning, where Stefan really uh, struggled in last year was actually the eighth inning. If you just look at the 12 earned runs he gave up, nine of them came in the eighth inning. So he's not a setup guy. He can't be the guy who comes in and sets the stage for the closer. He needs to come in just a little bit earlier in the game. He's more of a six, seven inning guy, or maybe he could come in in the ninth inning and be that closer for you. But there was just something about the eighth inning last year that just made Stefan really struggled, uh, really struggle with the overall game. He just something about the eighth inning that just got to him. Could be a mental thing sometimes when you just come in and you know you've been struggling in one inning in one kind of scenario, and you just keep be just keep being put back in the same situation to try and overcome it. Sometimes you can't. Sometimes you just get those mental demons. And you can't overcome that. And maybe that's what happened with Stefan. Sixth inning, seventh inning, he's fine. Ninth inning, he's fine. But just that eighth inning is where he really struggled. And the numbers back it up. Every other inning, he was a shutdown kind of guy. But that eighth inning, he really struggled. And a lot of it, maybe maybe some of it could be also looked at with his home road splits. The, the numbers aren't too big, but he was a better pitcher at home than he was on the road. He only gave up five earned runs. 21 innings pitch at home and seven earned runs and nine innings pitch on the road. So I'm curious to, to see maybe he would just once he was came in the eighth inning on the road, maybe it was the fact that he wasn't at home. He wasn't as comfortable. Maybe that eighth inning, it just an unfamiliar territory for Stefan. 
and he couldn't get his his feet underneath him. He couldn't get his confidence underneath him. And so he just always struggled being on the road and being in that eighth inning situation. It was just that double deuce of doing both of those things at once just didn't work out for him and never worked out for the D-backs. But looking at how he reinvented himself in 2018 and came back with a whole new pitching arsenal in 2019 gives me a, a lot of hope for Stefan in terms of what he can provide in 2020 and maybe possibly being a closer for the D-backs at some point in the 2020 season. But even if he doesn't, I think he'll be a valuable asset in the back end of the bullpen for the D-backs. I think he'll be used a lot all over, 6th inning, 7th inning, ninth inning. I think Tori Lovello is going to use him a lot in the back end of the bullpen, depending on the game time situation, because he has all those pitchers that will do uh, really well, depending on what you need from your pitcher at any certain time in the game, especially with these new rules. So Stefan's definitely a guy that the D-backs will lean on in 2020. Now, you guys are going to want to stay tuned for segment number two today because we'll be talking coronavirus, what the MLB suspension, the, the suspended season means for the for baseball, for the D-backs, and just how the sports world, world is shook in general in the, these uh, uncertain times, I should say. So stay tuned for segment number two. We'll bring in Austin Grad and we'll talk all that on the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast after this quick message. If you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that the Locked On Diamondbacks is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Diamondback fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. And not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Diamondback fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Just text the word advertising to 33 777 or visit lockedonpodcast.com slash advertising. Let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve locked on advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit lockedonpodcast.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. Welcome back for segment number two today on the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast. we got Austin Grad here, D-backs insider, and we're talking all things, you know, baseball related because obviously a lot of uncertainty going on right now, just not in baseball, but across the sports world. We're seeing things being canceled and suspended left and right. NBA season suspended for at least the next 30 days. Pretty much the whole NCAA has been canceled from March Madness to pretty much anything related with uh, sports in college. You know, baseball, the World Series, three months away, already canceled. Then baseball is suspending all activities right now. No more spring training. And then the first two weeks of the MLB season are delayed right now. So, Austin, just tell me your thoughts and your your reaction just overall from what you've seen. A lot of people think the coronavirus right now isn't you know, that big of a deal. They think it's a lot of overreaction, but you also have the other side who's saying, you know, it's it's more serious than what 
people are thinking or what people are saying. And then plus, you know, it's really affecting the elderly community. So what has your reaction been just from seeing all the, all the sports being just pretty much shut down right now? We're in pretty unprecedented waters and uncharted territories. So what has been your reaction just pretty much from this past week in terms of sports and baseball? You know, before yesterday, I definitely thought the coronavirus was a little bit of an overreaction. But now after basically every big event that has more than like 50 people is being canceled now in this country. So obviously it's bigger than, you know, some people may think. And there must be a big threat to where the government is, you know, canceling flights to Europe and so forth around the whole country. So I think it is pretty big. Now, like you were talking about, it's so unprecedented today in sports for this to happen. March Madness being canceled, it might be the first time since 1939 that there will not be a national champion in the world of college basketball. You know, the College World Series, like you mentioned, already canceled. That doesn't even start until June. So it's crazy. They're really going, you know, along with this stuff. And on Monday, when the news kind of started breaking of sports leagues mulling over the opportunity of, you know, having to possibly cancel seasons or games, you know, Tori Lavello was asked about it right after that game, and he kind of just said he wanted to wait for the MLB to make their full decision before he has a comment, obviously sending out prayers to families and stuff and anyone affected. But guess what? The MLB has made their decision. The first two weeks of the regular season canceled, and obviously the rest of spring training. And, you know, how can you blame them when every other league is canceling games, exiling tournaments? So, you know, I think it was a smart move by the MLB just from a PR standpoint. But, you know, it's going to be hard for people working for these teams and the athletes to try to get, you know, used to not being around the team for a month. Yeah, definitely tough in that aspect. Uh, definitely PR, you're right. Uh, they had to do it. I mean, you're seeing every other sport either cancel or suspend their season. So baseball had to follow suit. There's nothing else they can do. And then just in terms of how the sport's going to – how it's going to be – the season's going to pick up again after all this – uh, I'm curious to see what they're going to do, whether they'll tack the games on to, you know, the back end of the schedule. I mean, obviously, the everyone doesn't probably want to lose money. Money's always a big issue. You know, everyone has greed, <laughs> all these owners. So everyone still wants to make their money. So I'm curious to see whether they'll tack the all these games that we're missing on the back end of the schedule and then just extend the season a little bit. Or maybe just, you know, cancel all these games that we're missing entirely. I mean, it's still a 162-game season. So missing two weeks of baseball probably won't be the worst thing. Then it can also just give us a little microcosm into the future of what, you know, maybe a 140-game schedule could look like. Maybe, you know, this is something that the fans would want to see because 162 games has been a lot, uh, has just a lot of games to play. And so there's always been talk about that. So maybe do you think this could be a little glimpse into the future of maybe, you know, shortening the season and, uh, Possibly maybe even looking at what the baseball season looks like if we're still playing, you know, playoff games in November around Thanksgiving. Yeah, well, I definitely think that the MLB, obviously, a few years ago, I was talking about shortening the season to about 150 games, which, you know, if the baseball misses the first two weeks, that's about 12 games off the schedule for each team, bringing it down to 150. So I could definitely see the league wanting to take a look at that. But what I'm hearing is the league is planning on just tacking on the two weeks at the end of the season if they're able to start after the first two weeks. Now, obviously, if the coronavirus outbreak is still, you know, a big thing and they still can't go on with their season, they might have to re, you know, go back and relook at that and possibly, you know, not tack on games at the end. 
But, uh, you know, I think for every sports league, they just want everyone to be safe first and foremost. And they, you know, want all the fans to make sure they don't contract anything, all their players, personnel. So, you know, they're going in the into this, you know, virus thing into a cautious way. But, you know, I don't think it'd be a bad idea to look at it to see, you know, how 150 games fares. And like you were saying, obviously the lost revenue is going to hurt because these sports teams are there to make money <laughs> and for fans entertainment and the players are there to make money as well. But I think it might help baseball a little bit and more games will count because, you know, you don't have 12 extra games where you have to try to catch first place or that wild card spot. Now, another point of contention had just been, you know, uh, pay for, like, you know, employees who were getting paid hourly, you know, the, those stadium employees who this is really their main source of income. Now you're suspending games and stuff for, you know, for the foreseeable future. So this is going to hurt a lot of people's way of life. So you see a guy like Kevin Love, NBA superstar, donating $100,000 of his salary back to the Cleveland Cavaliers so they could pay their employees and some of it could go back into their pockets. So can you see other MLB players uh, following suit? I mean, we see so many guys like Bryce Harper, hundreds of million dollar contracts. So these players can definitely afford to, you know, lose a couple hundred thousand dollars giving back to their team so some of these employees could keep working and having a living wage. So do you think there possibly be some other players that are going to do that? Maybe we'll see a Diamondback or two give back some of their salary for their respective organization? Yeah, well, obviously, you know, guys like Mike Trout, 400 plus million dollars, and he's always a guy that gives back very similar to that J.J. Watt style player in the MLB. So I could definitely see him being one of those players. The problem on the Diamondbacks is, other than Bumgarner, most of their players, you know, they make good money, obviously, but not enough where they're like, oh, let's just throw, you know, $100,000 to charity. Not saying that's a bad thing, obviously. And, you know, obviously, if you had the money and if I had the money, I would donate to the charity as well to help, you know, the personnel that don't get to work, and myself included, actually, uh, you know, it's going to be hard. Half my income is going to be laid off. You know, all these people, when it's their full-time job, that's their whole income, you know, and if they're not getting compensated because they can't work, that can mean, you know, lost jobs, lost house, lost cars. So it kind of just all puts into perspective, and I think, you know, if you're a player and you have enough money to be comfortable to do it, I would definitely say get on the boat and, you know, help the personnel out. Because without, you know, the media and the personnel, the players might not have a job either. Yeah, I feel like yesterday just really got real for everyone. Seeing Rudy Gobert come down with coronavirus, seeing guys like Tom Hanks come down with the coronavirus, really started to make the whole situation feel kind of real. We still don't, still a lot of uncertainty to really how, how much can coronavirus really affect you. We know we're talking about how it really affects the elderly and, and uh, people with weak immune systems it's really coming after. But a lot of people, I feel like, are just taking this situation not as serious. So I think after yesterday, people are really going to start to open their eyes and really have a self-realization about what's going on around with the world around them right now and how serious of a situation this is. But as of right now, there's still a lot of information we don't know. And we're still learning a lot. So there's still not too much we want to speculate on right now. As I've said before, this is just uncharted territory we're in in terms of sports and in terms of just the, the world in general. We're all trying to come together and just try to make a sense of everything that's going on right now in the world and just a lot more questions than answers right now. But the best thing we can do is just try to stay clean and stay, uh, just try to stay clean, really wash your hands and make sure you're just 
putting your your best health and putting your best foot uh, first, honestly, because you never know. You don't want to just keep yourself protected. You also want to make sure you're not spreading anything uh, if you can prevent it, and make sure to always wash your hands and to always try to stay away from people, uh, keep your distance if you see other people are sick. Now, that's all the time we have for today. I want to thank you, uh, thank Austin Grad for coming in last minute on today's Theme Thursday. We know it's been hectic this past few days in the sports world and the world in general. It's still so many questions, still so many things uh, left unanswered, but we'll probably continue this coronavirus talk for probably tomorrow as well and for you know, for the foreseeable future, no baseball for any time. So we'll see when the MLB finally de uh, decides to restart their activities. But until then, everyone stay safe, stay clean, and uh, keep continuing to uh, stay locked in and keep continuing to tune into the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. I could keep bringing you guys information and news as I'm told myself. Thank you guys who listened today and have a great rest of your day. Peace.